You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart Jim Schaefer and the podcast, at least to me, is the new tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. Now, now it's time to stock up on touchless thermometers. You can get a good one on Amazon for like $7.95. Others are going for around $10. Before, these things were starting at like $20, and at that price, they were selling it immediately. So, have you moved your podcast to Anchor.fm yet? Have I? And the OFNT podcast is coming to you from the studios of the Factual Data Creations Facility. As always, going to start off with some tech news here. CNET.com is reporting that Spotify will soon be offering a new and more expensive tier called Hi-Fi. But how original. This will allow users to listen to music in a higher lossless resolution. Unfortunately, this will add $10 per month to the standard price, which would make it 20 bucks per month here in the U.S. to enjoy this feature. For these old fart ears, it wouldn't be worth it. Years of attending heavy metal concerts and working in very loud environments have caused me to suffer high-frequency hearing loss, so I doubt I would be able to hear much of a difference between tiers. That and the price is kind of steep. 
Why not just a $5 extra? We'll see how popular this new tier becomes once available, which is supposed to be later this year. From CNBC.com. Enjoy this one. I doubt I'll be quoting this site much, if at all, in the future. Apple claims global market lead ahead of Samsung for first time since 2016, reads the headline. The giant fruit company shipped nearly 80 million phones during the fourth quarter. These numbers indicate that Apple has weathered the coronavirus pandemic better than its competitors. The old saying that logistics wins wars applies here though replace logistics with supply chain and you'd have a more accurate picture. Tim Cook is a supply chain wizard who squeezes every penny he can from suppliers. Steve Jobs, who appointed Cook as CEO, was truly a business genius. Overall, the smartphone market fell 5.4% during that time period, making this quite the feat. Snapchat hit the 100 billion valuation estimate as the app's user base increased by 22% this quarter, and that's according to Bloomberg.com. I tried Snapchat years ago, and I guess I just don't get the allure of it. It's not targeted at my demo anyway. A leak reported by BGR.com purports to show what we have been hearing for a while now. The new AirPods will look similar to the current AirPods Pro. I can't see the fruity ones abandoning the current design, as many people prefer that one over the Pro design. I believe the old design will probably live on as the AirPods Classic or something. You heard it here first. A newly designed AirPods Pro is supposedly inbound, which eliminates the small stem. As I have previously stated, I'll be sticking with my current pros until they stop working. Hey, remember the hack of NSA software tools by a group calling itself the Shadow Brokers? Yeah, some idiot NSA contractor had those top secret tools installed on his personal laptop, which was promptly hacked. Then the tools were released into the wild back in 2017. I discussed this in another podcast I used to do weekly, which was called New Normal Opinions, and lamented about how the government loves to contract out work that was previously done by government workers. Remember old Edward Snowden? Yeah, he was the guy that gave away the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, he was a contractor too. Well, ZDNet.com says that Chinese hackers China, cloned China. one of the tools and used it for years until the zero-day vulnerability it exploited in the Windows operating system was patched. I wonder if the NSA could file a lawsuit against the CCP for violating its intellectual property rights, otherwise known as IPR. Just asking for a friend. 9to5Mac.com, citing a report from Mark Gurman, says that rumors about a March 16th Apple event aren't true, and that the much-talked-about AirTags are not coming. Does anybody really care about these AirTags anymore? And what the heck has taken so long to release these things? 9to5Mac.com and other sites are showing renders of what the incoming iMac redesign is expected to look like. If these renders are to be believed, the new design is reminiscent of the current iPad Air and Pros. The colors the new iMac is supposed to be available in mimic the iPad Air selection. 
The colors supposedly on the way are silver, space gray, light green, blue, and a sort of rose gold. Myself, I'd opt for the space gray, just like I did with my iPad Air. I'm more curious about the keyboard. Hopefully, it will be backlit and have the same feel as the Air's Magic Keyboard. I'd also like to see a fingerprint reader or maybe face ID on these machines. I guess all will be revealed this summer, or not. Wrap-up tech news, a report from ScientiaMobile.com, shows that Android is grabbing more market share from iOS, even in North America. Hey, wait a minute. Didn't I just report that Apple was the leading smartphone manufacturer last quarter? What happened? Well, I can see this where I work, where some die-hard iPhone users I know are now rocking Android-powered phones. Mostly I see Samsung models, but OnePlus makes a strong showing also. I think it comes down to price, as most people still buy their phones from a cell phone service provider store. The most popular carrier used to be Verizon around here, but many people have switched to T-Mobile because, basically, you get the same service for half the price. So a non-tech-inclined person walks into one of these stores and tells the clerk, I need a new phone. After sizing up the customer, the clerk will push them to a phone that he or she will make a good commission on. Most likely that would be a Samsung phone, or in the case of T-Mobile, probably a OnePlus phone. If the customer is a bit tech-savvy, they will ask about an iPhone, and upon learning the price, look towards another brand. I have to admit, those Samsungs and OnePluses are alluring, and if I wasn't so invested in the Apple ecosystem, I'd go in this direction too, probably. My personal mobile phone operating system journey went like this. My first smartphone was a Palm Centro, which of course ran the Palm OS, which iOS and Android are based on. From there, I went to a Nokia E72 running Symbian, the non-touch version. And then I got Modern and bought a Nexus One, which ran Android. Not satisfied with that, I got a Nokia N8, went back to Symbian Touch this time. Then I got a Nokia 925 running the brand spanking new Windows phone operating system. And finally, I got a iPhone 4, which ran, of course, iOS. Of all those OSs, a Windows phone was the one I liked the most and until it was basically shut down thanks to Google. Tech I'm using. I finally got around to testing somewhat the Glip video conferencing service. I found out that Glip doesn't support Apple's Safari web browser when I tried to use that particular browser, but it does have an app for Mac, which I duly downloaded. It's capable of streaming in HD, though the video is much darker than using standard definition. That's more of a lighting problem than a technical one, which is easily fixed. You have a selection of backgrounds, though you're limited to four, but can add your own if you want. I have yet to actually use it for a video conference, but I'm working on it. Overall, it seems easier to use than Skype, but that's to be expected after years of Microsoft screwing around with the company after purchasing them. And it also seems better than Google's Meet service also. Much easier to use for this humble old fart. Entertainment news. Hey, good news. Well, for me anyway. I was a fan of the Showtime original series, Ray Donovan. After season seven ended in a cliffhanger, the series was abruptly canceled. 
something that network is known for. See the show Street Time, for example. Well, the HollywoodReporter.com has an article saying Ray Donovan is being resurrected as a feature movie and promises to tie up all those loose ends left by the series. Only problem is I'll have to wait a while because filming isn't starting until later this year. If you haven't heard yet, another big streaming service is about to launch. This story again from the HollywoodReporter.com. Here's the headline. Paramount's Plus's Pitch. Big name reboots, spinoffs, and sequels, plus sports. Well, that headline just about sums up what the service will bring. Reboots of 90s-era shows I didn't watch back then and won't be watching now. Current exclusive shows I would have watched if virtual signaling hadn't been injected into the scripts. And sports I won't watch unless it's the New York Yankees. The only interesting thing to me is the airing of movies a month and a half after their theatrical release, especially the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, though all indications are that movie is a dumpster fire. You'll have two tiers to choose from, $5 with commercials or $10 ad-free. Now, this service is a non-starter for this household. How about yours? Finally, and again from the HollywoodReporter.com, it seems the streaming service Hulu is releasing a limited series based on the life of boxer Mike Tyson. This sounds like it would be great, right? Well, there's only one problem. That's that Mr. Tyson has absolutely nothing to do with this series, and he's kind of upset about that. Why wouldn't he be? You'd figure that Hulu would bring him in as a consultant to make sure they get the details right. Maybe they just didn't want to pay the man. Or perhaps it's going to be a hit piece, which is kind of in vogue these days. Just look at the Woody Allen miniseries that was just released. The once-beloved director was slammed as being a pedophile and worse. I think these uh, miniseries are just a way to convict somebody without the need for a trial. That's all this is. Podcast News Podnews.net is now keeping weekly tabs on what shows are switching podcast hosts. For people like myself who love arcane data with little value, this is a godsend. After perusing the latest charts, you can see many big-time podcasts switching between hosts known for monetizing or bringing their show in-house to be hosted by themselves. What surprised me was the amount of shows switching from a paid host to a free host, mostly Anchor.fm. A lot of them were shows that I've heard of before, mostly comedians and some fairly big independent shows. I wonder what's going on, as many shows, including one of my own, seem to be fleeing from the Spotify-owned Anchor not too long ago. The old guard podcasting guys always put Anchor down as not a good place to host your podcast for various reasons. Maybe I should take another look at Anchor.fm. I could save some money on hosting fees. The hosting services that seemed to have the most shows leave them were Libsyn and Art19. Libsyn lost a lot of shows to Anchor and different non-ad-centric type hosts, while Art19 lost the bulk of its shows to other large digital ad insertion hosts. Libsyn lost 53 shows this week, 16 to Anchor alone. This kind of explains Libsyn's recent purchase of Auxbus, whose service is geared towards getting the beginning podcaster up and running, a la Anchor. 
If Libsyn is losing so many shows to anchor, the purchase of Oxbus starts to make more sense. I think the monetary situation has a lot to do with it, though. Libsyn charges by bandwidth, so the larger and longer your show is, the more you'll pay monthly. As far as Art19 goes, there has been a lot of conjecture lately that the company will be bought by some big player with most bets on Amazon. Art19 lost 33 shows to Omni, who has been making big moves lately. If this trend continues, I can see the day when Anchor and the few other free hosts will be the home of the small and mid-sized independent podcasts, while the large independent and commercially backed shows will be on the big ad-providing hosts. This will eventually squeeze out hosts like Libsyn, Buzzsprouts, Blueberry, and the like. Spotify's Anchor has the most to gain here, in my opinion. Speaking of which, Billboard.com covered Spotify's recent Stream On event and has the following headline. Spotify rolls out new features, monetization options for podcasts. Now, new tools introduced were integration with WordPress, the ability to host polls and Q&As, and bringing video podcast functionality to the platform. New ways to monetize your show were also introduced, allowing podcasters to insert ads, which will be allowed to play in Spotify's paid premium tier. The company also introduced its Spotify audience network, which will connect advertisers with creators within its ecosystem, while making insights and data available through a streaming ad insertion offer. Spotify will allow some podcasts to charge a subscription fee in exchange for bonus clips or content. It appears to me Spotify is trying to become your one-stop podcast service. From Engadget.com, Spotify is building machine learning-powered podcast discovery tools. This will work just like the company's great music suggestion algorithms. All these announcements are great, but there's only one catch. Your show has to be exclusive to Spotify. You see where this is all going? One last thing concerning Spotify's Stream On event. It seems that ex-President Obama and Bruce Springsteen are best buds. Who could have guessed? Well, the duo have teamed up for an exclusive Spotify podcast called, are you ready? Renegades, Born in the USA. I would have called it the closeted communist and the drunk washed up musician, but no one asked me for my input. I guess we should expect more Marxist-inspired comment as these two Daleks try to figure out how to unify the country. No, thank you. I read an article on podcastmovement.com written by a former NPR show producer named Kara McGurk-Allison. She also has a similar idea to the one I told you about some episodes ago. That idea was independent podcasters should have some sort of network by something like a public-funded radio organization to join. While nothing quite like that exists yet, the author did point out that a network which sort of does that has been created. It's called the Independent Podcast Network, and what it does is it groups members' shows into channels of similar podcasts. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea, and I've submitted this show to their network's free tier. That's right, I said free tier. 
That network has a paid tier, which will put your show on more channels and guarantee some sort of income, but I'll wait and see if my audience increases, if I'm accepted. Yeah, you just don't join. They have to accept you. Their webpage states that you can disagree, but you have to be nice doing so. In these days of people getting offended at the drop of a hat, I'm not too sure that this show will qualify. I guess time will tell. It must be nice being a royal, or at least associated with one. InsiderRadio.com is reporting that Spotify paid Harry and Meghan, a former or current prince and princess, I forget what the couple's latest status is, well, they got paid 25 million bucky smacks to produce podcasts. Yeah, that's not bad, but remember, Joe Rogan, a non-royal, just a commoner, was paid 100 million to do podcasts. Time for a rant. Okay, we're coming up on a year of this pandemic situation. I think the only thing keeping this afloat is the mainstream media and their nightly COVID porn. Orange Man Bad is gone and the audience numbers must be falling, so they have to keep the pandemic hysteria going to keep generating that precious revenue. Yes, the virus is real. I've had family members sick with it. I personally have known co-workers who've died from it. But how about a little optimism once in a while? Cases are falling. Hospital space is freeing up. And more people are being vaccinated every day. But what do we hear from the MSM? 500,000 deaths from COVID in this country, though that figure is disputed. Wear more than one mask because two crappy masks have to be better than one crappy mask, right? Mutations and variants of the virus are a major concern, though the vaccination manufacturers keep telling us that their vaccines will work against them. Then there's the constant contradictory information. Don't wear a mask. Definitely wear one. We need two shots. Wait, one will do. Don't mix vaccine types. Wait, it's okay if you do. You know, I can go on and on. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to listen to the mainstream media. I'll continue taking zinc, vitamins D and C, and wearing a real FDA-approved mask, like the KN95 type from a company called Powacom, which is available for a dollar each, or as little as uh, 85 cents if you buy them in bulk. If I decide to get the shot, or jab, which is now the new hip term that we appropriated from England, it will be the Johnson & Johnson one based on old-timey technology and requires only one dose. Until then, I'm just going to live my life the best I can, or the best that they'll let me. Well, episode uh, 68 is now part of podcast history. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed making it for you. I hope you found it worthwhile. You can contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tell me what you like and dislike about the show. I'd love hearing from you. As usual, be safe. I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now get your jab and get off my lawn.
care, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.